So Revelation chapter 4. After this, I looked, and there before me was an open door in heaven. And I heard the same voice that spoke to me before. It was the voice that sounded like a trumpet. The voice said, Come here, and I will show you what must happen after this. Then the Spirit took control of me. There before me was a throne in heaven. Someone was sitting on the throne. The one who sat on the throne looked like precious stones, like jasper and carnelian. All around the throne was a rainbow the color of an emerald. Around the throne there were 24 other thrones. There were 24 elders sitting on the 24 thrones. The elders were dressed in white, and they had golden crowns on their heads. Lightning flashes and noises of thunder came from the throne. Before the throne, there were seven lamps burning. These lamps are the seven spirits of God. Also before the throne, there was something that looked like a sea of glass. It was clear like crystal. Around the throne, on each side, there were four living things. These things had eyes all over them, in front and in back. The first living thing was like a lion. The second was like a calf. The third had a face like a man. The fourth was like a flying eagle. Each of these four living things had six wings. The living things were covered all over with eyes inside and out. Day and night, they never stopped saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God all-powerful. He was, he is, and he is coming. These living things give glory and honor and thanks to the one who sits on the throne. He is the one who lives forever and ever. And every time the living things do this, the 24 elders bow down before the one who sits on the throne. The elders worship him who lives forever and ever. They put their crowns down before the throne and say, Our God, our Lord and God, you are worthy to receive glory and honor and power. You made all things. Everything existed was made because you wanted it. Thanks so much, Rebecca. Um, I'm just going to close that curtain. The wind is not working with us today. <laughs> it's Chris's fault. Chris did this. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Madish. Uh, very, very warm welcome to you. Um, kids, uh, there are fun crafts up here. If you want to come and keep your hands busy, or if you'd like to pick one up, um, and take it back to where you're most welcome. Uh, there's plenty for everyone to get involved in, so please do that. Uh, Grown-ups, if you have Bibles, you can open them up uh, to page 1,235. That's the passage we've just heard being read, um, and you can follow it there. Uh, we're not going to cover all of the details in that passage, uh, and if you have questions, please do come and speak to me afterwards. Right now, I'm going to pray for us as we listen to what God is saying to us here. Uh, we're going to close our eyes so that we aren't too distracted as we talk to God. Let's pray. Our Father in heaven, you are worthy to receive all of our worship and our praise. Help us to be blown away by this amazing vision of the throne room of God. And more by the one who is seated on the throne. Help us to worship you today. Amen. Now, we all got to see something really, really impressive recently, didn't we? Help me out here. Do you remember? King Charles was crowned the king 
of the United Kingdom. Did you catch that? And maybe you got to see it on TV. People were really dressed up, weren't they? They were like super fancy. Uh, Charles was there. He was sitting on the throne, and the crown was placed on his head. Now, do you know what the best part about that was for me? That he got to wear and hold the crown jewels. How amazing is that? It is absolutely phenomenal. It was such a display, such a show of power and wealth. Can you imagine if we could be there? Uh, do you know the other part that I really enjoyed? When he left, he got to leave in the Gold State coach. Have you seen that ride? I think even Cinderella would have been impressed. It was that awesome. Now picture yourself being there. Imagine if you were standing there, you were sitting there watching the whole thing unfold in the presence of the king. How would you have felt? I'm pretty sure you would have dressed up a little bit, wouldn't you? You would have put some fancier clothes on. Uh, I think we would have been absolutely stunned. We would have been blown away by how awesome it was. And now, grown-ups, you may remember from the last couple of weeks that Revelation is written for the church. It's written for us during this time, between when Jesus died and was raised to life and when he's going to come again in future in all of his glory. Christians, just like us, were struggling. They were under attack. Things were hard for them. They were attracted by sin. But God writes, God speaks, God shows himself to encourage Christians like that. Kids, just like us, life was pretty hard for them. It wasn't that easy. A lot of the time, people hurt them. They took stuff that belonged to them. Things didn't go that well. And for us, we kind of just see everyday, ordinary stuff. It just doesn't look that impressive. We can only see what's right in front of us. But what God is doing in Revelation is it's kind of like he's peeling back the curtains of reality and showing us what's really there, right? Now, I'm pretty sure some of you took a sneak peek behind here because you couldn't resist. And perhaps when the wind was blowing, you got to look behind it. But until I open the curtains, you can't be absolutely sure what's there. Now, I'm going to open these curtains, and we're going to look and see what is behind here. <laughs> see, what God is doing is he's showing us his throne room. He's opening it up, and he's saying, look, this is me. I am seated on the throne, and I rule. You see, if you thought King Charles was impressive, this should absolutely blow your socks off. Anyone still got their socks on? See, God is so beautiful. He's so holy. He's so magnificent that when John sees this, the only thing he can think of to describe it is all of the most precious gems he can imagine. Jasper and ruby and emerald and crystal. It is just stunning. It's basically crown jewels times a million. It doesn't get better than that. But do you know what else is so amazing about this picture? In that throne room where God is seated, it's not just one throne. There are 24 other thrones around the throne. 
And the people who are seated on them are, are described as wearing these white robes and they have crowns on their head. And in Revelation, those people are God's people. They're the ones who've been faithful, who, who have kept going no matter what. And there are also four creatures around the throne. Now, they're described in a pretty strange way. But what those four creatures represent is the whole of creation. Everything that God made before him, recognizing that he is the ruler. Do you know what they're all doing in that? In that vision, in that picture? They're there before the throne, the creatures and the people of God. And they're bowing down day and night, and they're worshiping God. Uh, Grown-ups, in verse 11 of chapter 4, there's the reason. Why are they worshiping God? Because God is the one who created everything. He made it all. It's His. And that's why everybody worships Him. They give Him respect. They praise Him. See, that is the picture that God is uh, opening our eyes to. Now, why is all of that so important to us? It's important because it helps us know that God rules. And God's people are with him. We can just walk up to him and talk to him, and he hears us. Isn't that amazing? That we have access to God. And because he rules, because it's as if we are in his throne room right this minute, then whatever happens, however much we're under attack, or things are hard and not going quite right, we can be super confident and keep going following Jesus. God rules. Now, what's the right thing to do when we realize that God rules? Well, it, it's exactly what we see happening in Revelation 4, right? God's people sing him praises. We worship him. We honor him. And so we're going to pause right now and do exactly that. Uh, please stand again as we sing praises to our great God. And then we'll come back to Revelation. Revelation chapter 5. Then I saw a scroll in the right hand of the one sitting on the throne. The scroll had, written, was, had writing on both sides. It was kept closed with seven seals. And I saw a powerful angel. He called in loud voice, Who is worthy to break the seals and open the scroll? But there was no one in heaven or earth or under the earth who could open the scroll or look inside. I cried and cried because there was no one who was worthy to open the scroll or look inside. But one of the elders said to me, Do not cry. The lion from the tribe of Judah has won the victory. He is David's descendant. He is able to open the scroll and its seven seals. Then I saw a lamb standing in the center of the throne with the four living things around it. The elders were also around the lamb. The lamb looked as if he had been killed. He had seven horns and seven eyes. These are the seven spirits of God that were sent into all the world. The lamb came and took the scroll from the right hand of the one sitting on the throne. After he took the scroll, the four living things and the 24 elders bowed down before the lamb. Each one of them had a harp. 
Also, they were holding golden bowls full of incense. These bowls of incense are the prayers of God's holy people. And they all sang a new song to the Lamb. You are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals because you were killed. And with the blood of your death, you bought men from, for God from every tribe, language, people, and nation. You made them to be a kingdom of priests for our God, and they will rule on the earth. Then I looked, and I heard the voices of many angels. The angels were around the throne, the four living things, and the elders. There were thousands and thousands of angels. There were 10,000 times 10,000. The angel said in a loud voice, The lamb who was killed is worthy to receive power, wealth, wisdom, and strength, honor, glory, and praise. Then I heard every living thing in heaven and on earth and under the earth and in the sea. I heard everything in all these places saying, All praise and honor and glory and power forever and ever to the one who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. The four living things said, Amen. And the elders bowed down and worshipped. Thank you again, Rebecca. So there we are in the throne room of God. God is seated on his throne, and very clearly God rules, and his people worship him. But as John is uh, having this vision, he realizes, well, God is holding something in his right hand. It's, it's a scroll. Now, a scroll is just like a book, except instead of turning the pages, you unroll it to read the words. Now, this is a really special scroll because this reveals God's rule over history. It shows that God is the one who will judge everything that is bad and remove it. And he's the one who will act to rescue and protect his people. It's a really special scroll. But it is also special because this scroll has seven seals on it, keeping it shut. And that's where the problem comes. Because as John looks around, he realizes there is no one who can open it. There is no one who is worthy to open the scroll. And that would be a terrible thing. Because if the scroll remains closed, who will judge and set everything right? Who will rescue God's people? What will happen to us? And so at the end of verse 4, John is so very sad. But just then, John hears a voice. And do you know what the voice says? It says, hang on, there is someone. There is one person who can open the scroll. And do you know who he says it is? It is the lion of the tribe of Judah. Kids, do you know who the lion is? The lion of the tribe of Judah. It is, the lion is the conquering king of God's kingdom. The lion is the one who is victorious, who wins God's battles. And because he wins, he is worthy to open the scroll. Now, now help me out here. Yeah? I want everyone to just stop what they're doing and take a quick look around and tell me, can you spot the lion? Where's the lion? Where's the lion? Can anyone see a lion? But hang on, what's that? What's that? Is that a lamb? Why is there a lamb there? I thought we were looking for the lion. Do you know who the lamb is? 
Who's the lamb? Yeah, it's the person that God killed. That person is Jesus. You see, it turns out that the lion, who is the conquering king of God's kingdom, is the very same lamb that was killed. The lion wins the victory because he's the lamb who died for the sin of God's people. That's how he won. Isn't that amazing? That's what makes Jesus worthy to open the scroll. Now that is wonderful news. That is wonderful news. Because by his blood, Jesus paid the price for our sin. He bought, the Bible uses the word redeemed for that. Jesus bought or redeemed people to belong to God, to come and serve him. He took us from being people who lived our own way and did things the way we wanted to, to being people who now love God and serve him. That's what makes Jesus worthy to reveal God's rule over history. And that's what makes Jesus worthy to receive all of our worship, just like the Father seated on his throne. You see, God rules. He's in control of history. But Jesus wins. And it is because God rules and Jesus wins that we can have hope. That's why this is so important to us. Because every day we wake up and with our eyes, we can't see it. Do you wake up and see the throne room of God every day? Do you realize that that's where you are? If you're one of God's people who's been rescued? That's why this is so important for us. Because this shows us what is real. It shows us that God rules. It shows us that Jesus wins. And that means we are with him in his throne room right now. Kids, do you know that even grown-ups get scared sometimes? And people can be really scary. They can make us feel like we have to do what they say. Life is sometimes really hard for us. Things go wrong. We get hurt. We lose stuff. We're attracted by sin. But because God rules and because Jesus wins, we can keep going as we follow Jesus. And we can keep going as we talk about Jesus. And we can keep going because we know that we are safe. And that is how we live as God's people. Now that is the stuff that we should hang on to. God rules and Jesus wins. So we, his people, can keep going. Now we're going to pray again and ask God to help us to realize that, help us to be aware of it, that God is the one who's in control. I'm going to invite Adam to lead us as we pray. And it would be good again if we just pause what we're doing for a minute and close our eyes so we're not distracted as we pray to God. Thank you. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you that you are in control of all things and that Jesus sits on the throne as your perfect king. Please help us to listen to him and obey him as our king. 
thank you that you love us and that Jesus showed his love for us by dying on the cross. And thank you that you showed your power over death by bringing Jesus back to life. Father, please help us to share this good news with the people you have placed around us, with friends, family, work colleagues, schoolmates, and neighbours. Father, I pray for events coming up at Trinity, in particular Angel Creates, which kicks off in a couple of weeks. We pray that lots of children would come along and that they and their families would come to know you through this. And Father, we also pray for the work of Crossteach, that you would continue to bless their work in schools so that lots of young people would hear about Jesus and put their trust in him. Thank you, Father, that we can keep going knowing that Jesus has won for us. So we pray for brothers and sisters around the world who are facing really difficult circumstances. I pray that they would keep going knowing this. Father, please help them to fix their eyes on Jesus, their loving and victorious King. And we pray all of this in his name. Amen.